48K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Aaron Tam. The headlines. More rainstorms with squalls are expected midweek as tropical cyclone Kompasu is expected to be closest to the city early Wednesday. Executive Councillor Regina Ip thinks the proposed northern metropolis will be transformative for Hong Kong's economic development. And Democratic Party Chairman Lo Kin Hay has said that so far, no one from his party has put their name forward for December's LegCo election. The observatory says tropical cyclone Kompasu is expected to come within 800 kilometers of Hong Kong overnight and will be closest to the city early Wednesday, bringing widespread rainstorms with squalls and winds that may reach gale force in some areas. The warning comes amid criticism by the media and residents over what they described as inaccurate forecasts for Typhoon Lion Rock over the weekend. But a former assistant director of the observatory, Leung Wing Mo, said he saw nothing wrong with the weather station's decisions. Everyone knows there was strong wind and heavy rain on Friday, but if you look at the data on the strength of the wind, there was no gale and number 8 signal could not be issued. One can certainly make criticism, but if one doesn't understand the circumstances, I'm sorry, I don't think you're in a position to criticise. Executive Councillor Regina Ip has said the northern metropolis, proposed in Chief Executive Carrie Lam's policy address, will transform how Hong Kong's economy will develop, from trade through the SAR's harbour to achieving synergy with the south of the mainland. The northern metropolis will be transformational. It will transform the economic structure of Hong Kong. You know, our economy in the past has really grown around the harbour. So we started with trade, then manufacturing, and now business financial services. Now the um, central government is injecting new impetus to our development by linking us with Shenzhen and Shanghai. Shanghai clearly wants to work with Hong Kong to develop modern financial, legal, arbitration, whatever services. So there's a lot of room for um, uh, synergies. The Democratic Party Chairman Lo Kin Hay says the policy address did not have enough to offer the grassroots. Most of her policy address focused on how Hong Kong is going to integrate with the mainland. But, but at the end, when people look at the policy address, how many things are really related to their daily lives? I think that is a question that a lot of Hong Kong people is asking. For example, uh, in housing area, uh, she talks about future uh, uh, development and how the northern metropolitan area will be will be giving out 2.5 million people's hopes, but a lot of people are, are still waiting in line in public rental housing, uh, and, and and how are they going to be solved? Those problems need to be solved very quickly because the the people you can't ask the people to to wait for 20 more years. Mr. Lowe has also said that so far no one from his Democratic Party has put their name forward for December's LegCo elections. The deadline for nominations is 6 p.m. today. We still didn't have a candidate yet. We will have our deadline is today and we'll see. But however, I, I, I think uh, no matter what, uh, we will try our very best to speak up for the Hong Kong people and for the Hong Kong people's interests. 
Welfare officials have been urged to speed up the revamp for the government's old age living allowance scheme, as lawmakers said the change has taken too long. Chief Executive Carrie Lam first proposed the revamp at the start of last year. In her policy address, she announced that elderly residents missing out on a higher subsidy rate under the scheme will get an extra $1,000 a month from the second half of next year. Speaking through an interpreter, Welfare Secretary Chi Kwong said the revamp should be able to kick in from August next year. It is a two-tier design and we want to merge it into one tier. It takes time to update, review, operate because we're talking about a system that affects 600,000 people. We need some 10 months time to overhaul the system. If the frontline staff don't know how to handle these problems, we will have a major headache in front of us. So training and so on. So it's not just about adjusting the subsidy amount. It's not a simple overhaul. The High Court has dismissed the appeal filed by a man who was earlier sentenced to five and a half months in prison. The real estate agent was jailed for possessing cable ties during the social unrest in 2019. Wang Yin has more. The three-judge panel did not find it reasonable for Chen Chen Kit to carry 48 six-inch long cable ties for handling goods. The panel agreed with the lower courts that protesters had commonly bundled up barricades to block roads during the protests. Therefore, it's reasonable for Mr. Chen to use the cable ties to commit crime. Mr. Chen was convicted of possessing an offensive weapon or other instrument fit for unlawful purposes. A former senior military officer in North Korea's intelligence agency has said he doesn't believe Kim Jong-un will ever give up the country's nuclear weapons. Kim Kok-sung, who was a colonel in North Korea's powerful spy agencies, defected to Seoul in 2014. Mr. Kim paints a picture of Pyongyang leadership desperate to raise funds, including through weapon sales in the Middle East and Africa and drug deals. I brought three foreigners into North Korea and built a base to produce crystal meth. All the money in North Korea belongs to Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un. With that money, he'd build villas, buy cars, buy food, get clothes, enjoy the luxuries. The international community was excited when Kim Jong-un and Trump met, saying it was for denuclearization. But I didn't view it that way. In the end, denuclearization cannot be achieved. Why? North Korea's nuclear deterrent is tied to Kim Jong-un's survival. Following last year's disputed presidential election result in Belarus, many opposition activists were forced to seek refuge in other countries. Now those who chose to escape to Georgia are again fearful for their safety following a new security agreement between the Georgian State Security Services and the Belarusian KGB. Belarusian immigrants living in Georgia used to meet regularly to call for democracy and freedom in their home country, but now they say this act of rebellion carries new risks. Katya, not her her real name is among the protesters. Everyone is disappointed because we came here trying to start our new life here exactly because we thought that it can be a safe place for us and now we cannot feel the safety anymore. 
Thousands of campaigners dressed as endangered fish, tigers, or wearing toy animals on their heads have taken to the streets of the Belgian capital Brussels to push world leaders to take bolder action to fight climate change at a UN summit in Glasgow this month. It was billed as the biggest protest in Brussels since before the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of the protesters stressed the urgency of the climate situation. After you've seen all the disasters you've seen this summer, uh, it's really crucial that we all move now because I think everyone knows what the problem is. When we destroy the planet, we have nothing else. As human beings, we have to live in this world and there is only one world. Tens of thousands of people have attended rallies across Poland to support the country's continued membership of the European Union. It follows ruling last week by Poland's constitutional tribunal against the primacy of EU law. The largest rally was in Warsaw. The leader of Poland's main opposition party, Donald Tusk, addressed the rally. We want an independent Poland. We want a European Poland. We want a democratic Poland. We want a law-abiding Poland and we want an honest Poland. This should be enough to show this government that the whole of Poland, the whole of Europe, that Polish patriots who are honest and who dream about a better Poland are the majority of the Polish society. Austria's President Alexander van der Bellen has confirmed a replacement for Sebastian Kurz as Chancellor following his resignation on Saturday to fight corruption allegations. He's Alexander Schallenberg, who up to now has been the country's foreign minister. Mr. Schallenberg has secured the backing of the junior coalition parties of the Greens. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Alexander Schallenberg, the man Sebastian Kurz suggested should replace him, will be sworn in on Monday. He's from Mr Kurz's Austrian People's Party. But President van der Bellen sounded a warning. The corruption scandal has, he said, massively shaken people's trust in politics. Mr Kurz has taken a step back, but not disappeared. Prosecutors are investigating him over allegations he used government's money to ensure positive media coverage. He denies wrongdoing. Police in Britain are dropping a review of sexual assault allegations by an American woman against the second son of Queen Elizabeth, the Duke of York. London's Metropolitan Police say they have now completed that review and no further action will be taken. The BBC's Graham Satchel reports. The allegations centred on claims that Virginia Dufre, then 17, had been trafficked to the UK by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and that Miss Dufre had been sexually abused by Prince Andrew. In a statement, the Met said any investigation into trafficking would largely be focused on activities outside the UK. Separately, a civil claim is continuing in America bought by Virginia Dufresne. Ms Dufresne is accusing Prince Andrew of rape, which he denies. FBI agents have arrested a married couple in the American state of West Virginia on suspicion of selling nuclear warship secrets to what the pair believed was a foreign power. The BBC's Richard Howells has the details. Jonathan Tebe, a nuclear engineer with the U.S. Navy, and his wife Diana were detained by FBI officers after a year-long investigation. Through his work, Mr. Tebe had access to sensitive information about nuclear warship technology, which, the FBI say, he was willing to sell to what he thought was a foreign government in return for about $100,000 in cryptocurrency payments. But the unnamed foreign power was, in fact, an undercover FBI agent. 
Mr Tebe delivered several data cards containing secret information to pre-arranged locations. The cards were hidden in packs of chewing gum and on one occasion concealed inside, of all things, a peanut butter sandwich. Currencies. The U.S. dollar is trading at 112.61 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 15 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 60 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,394, 557 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $92 billion. To sports, France are celebrating their title in football's UEFA Nations League. A late goal from Kylian Mbappe saw the World Cup holders come from behind to beat Spain 2-1 in the final in Milan. More from the BBC's James Gregg. Kylian Mbappe fired what was a contentious winner as France came from behind to beat Spain two goals to one and become the second team to win the competition. Mbappe was adjudged to be onside when he slid the ball under Unai Simon after Karim Benzema's stunning equaliser at Milan's San Siro. Well, in the third place playoff, European champions Italy beat world number one side Belgium two goals to one. Nicolo Barella opened the scoring with a crisp volley a minute after the interval in Turin before Domenico Berardi scored from the penalty spot. Belgium hit the woodwork three times in the match before pulling one back through Charles de Ketteleri later on. That's now two defeats in a row for Belgium after their loss to France earlier on in the week in the semi-final. Now to boxing. Tyson Fury's promoter Frank Warren thinks it will be at least 12 months before a unification fight can be held. Fury retained his WBC World Heavyweight title in dramatic fashion in Las Vegas on Saturday. He came back from two knockouts to defeat Deontay Wilder in the 11th round. Heavyweight rival Alexander Usyk holds the WBA, IBF and WBO belts after his victory over Anthony Joshua last month. Warren gave the BBC's Ade Adedoyan his assessment on what happens next for his fighter. Well, it couldn't happen, I don't think, till next to autumn. Uh, maybe this time next year, uh, because of, obviously, uh, I think they're talking about putting that fight on sometime in March, aren't they? So they'll need six months after that. So that's when it, when it would happen. It'd be an ideal world for Anthony Joshua not to go for the rematch, and we could just get, go straight to it. And you're confident that you put all those heavyweights in the room, your man, will have his hand raised. On the same night. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. Look at that performance. Look at that. I mean, the, the character of the man, the bravery of him. I mean, you know, he is a true warrior. The Arizona Cardinals have maintained their perfect start to the NFL season by getting past the San Francisco 49ers, 17-10, while the damp Tampa Bay Buccaneers walked all over the Miami Dolphins, winning 45-17. The defending Super Bowl champions recorded 558 yards with quarterback Tom Brady passing for 411 and five touchdowns. Wins for Green Bay, Dallas, and the LA Chargers saw them improve to four and one. To the weather forecast, it'll be fine and dry with a maximum temperature of around 32 degrees. Currently, it's 32 degrees with humidity at 58%. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 11th of October, is today's date. Hope you're all doing well and had a lovely weekend, despite the not so nice weather. It's nice and sunny today, but is it the calm before another storm, another typhoon? It's on its way. Anyway, um, to commemorate World Mental Health Day, this afternoon we'll be talking about things that we can do to boost our own mental health. We'll be sharing some tips with you and feel free to get in touch with us. What do you do to help yourself de-stress? 123show at rthk.hk is the email address. And after the 2.30 news, we'll have Trash Talk this week and Trash Talk with Marcy Trent Long as she speaks with Nigel Matravers about the WE Park, which stands for the Waste Electrical and Electronic Equipment Treatment and Recycling Facility. Like I said, I love hearing from you, so be sure to get in touch, 123show at rthk.hk. And we'll be bringing you some great music. This is Talking Heads with Once in a Lifetime. And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house. With a beautiful 